Welcome back to Settle Smarter with your host, Dana Licarimoto. That is me. And today's guest is someone I know really, really well. I consider him an incredible friend, humanitarian and human being. He is the CEO and founder of both Higher Talent and Consciously Unbiased. And we're going to get into all kinds of ways for you listeners to settle smarter when it comes to the way we deal with racial injustice. So hang on to your hat, open your minds and hearts. We're going to talk to Ashish who's going to educate us and help us elevate to do something about what's happening in this world of ours. From New Dog Media and Phoenix Fifth, it's the Settle Smarter Podcast. Here's your host, Dana Lukaramoto, and today's guest, Ashish Kaushal. Welcome, Ashish. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. You and I talk a lot about the impetus for you to launch a movement, which is really almost beyond probably what you imagined it might be when you first started the consciously unbiased movement. So tell us how that happened. What was that moment where you decided I need to do this and tell us all about what consciously unbiased is and what it means. So I've been running a staffing company for like 20 years or so, and we really focused on making sure that our internal group was coming from different backgrounds, socioeconomic, cultural, religious, sexual orientation backgrounds. And um, beyond that, we wanted to have diversity of thought. So like if you and I look different, it, and we, but we still grew up in the same mid, Midwest hometown or whatever, and we had the same sort of education, there would be slight differences in how we think, but overall our, our thought process would be very similar, right? And so I wanted to make sure we actually had diversity of thought. Um, but as a result of it, we'd bring diverse candidates because people still like to relate to who they relate to. And so we were doing that, and then um, our clients would ask us for those ask us for that talent, but then they weren't really hiring that talent, even though they were asking for it. So I said, there's something broken in the process. And then I have an advisor who told me to take 10% of my time and think about other things. <laughs> and so I was like, all right. So then I started thinking on a Sunday um, about why aren't we hiring these organizations? These organizations are asking us to hire this talent. They're putting direction, putting pressure on HR and procurement. Um, but then the hiring manager is ultimately the decision maker is not necessarily buying into the process. So I said, well, why are we doing, why is that happening? So number one, I was like, okay, our political environment right now is so polarized where the left and the right speak past each other and everyone's a victim, including the white male. So I'm like, all right, that's what we have in common. We're all victims. So let's start there, right? Because commonality is where you actually make things happen. And so then I started thinking about um, corporate training, right? Because ultimately the managers weren't following the process. And so they probably didn't buy into the vision and they also didn't really believe um, they didn't really believe it was important. So I said, okay, let's, let's talk about that. So I said, let's say, so the training they put people through is called unconscious bias training. And that word started bothering me. So I said, okay, so people are going through this training that they're forced to go through. And if they actually listen, they walk out with feeling guilty about themselves and that is one strategy, but I don't think it's a strategy that works on most people. So you're really not inspired to make any changes happen. And then number two is the training in our effort to be inclusive, we become generic. And what affects me may not affect you the same way. And if, if it's not connecting the mind and the heart, then you're not really going to make anything happen. Right. And so, so let's change the framework and the, on the premise of this whole thing. So I broke down the word bias. I said, what are, what is bias really? Right. And it's partly based on how is it, how has it influenced us? So bias is partly based on life experiences, how we grew up, our community values, our family values, um, and part of it is about survival. And so if we're made to feel guilty about that, we're not going to ever change them, right? 
Um, and so I said, okay, let's say, let's say it's all those things. Let's own them. Let's be proud about them. And now I'm in control of applying them. And if I teach you a new bias that was applied the wrong way, you just add it to your toolbox and make sure you put it in the right place, use it in the right places. Right. Um, and so then I said, all right, so that's an active word. So let's say it's consciously unbiased. And that's kind of how that came about. And so, so I'm going to actually make an effort to apply my biases in the right situation. So that advisor, I think we can go on record to say, really encouraged you to take a moonshot approach. And what looked like a moonshot, what is it, Ashish, a year and a half ago or so? Uh, yeah, it would be two years in July. Two years in July. It looked like a moonshot. Where would you say it is today? Is it within reach? Is it still a moonshot? We made the t-shirt. We quickly had a lot of followers on Instagram and LinkedIn, and then clients wanted to start doing training around it and events. And so that kind of evolved. And then um, Canada started applying because they liked the mission and we started donating profits to various charities that support diversity. Um, and then that's kind of turned into its own, its own thing. And the training piece has been kind of building out the last year or so. And I think it's definitely moving fast now. So let's talk, Ashish, about from staffing and diversity to t-shirts and training What's next? What do we do? How do we get active, involved, and do something? It's honestly not that complicated. You actually know what you need to do. Especially with this movement, when they try to call their friends and say, well, how can I help? You're kind of asking that to make yourself feel better. Your gut knows what to do, right? You know, like you should reach out to see how your friends are doing that have been affected by this, right? You donate to um, various organizations. But I think the biggest thing you can do is Check yourself, make sure that you're not doing those things and then make sure your children and your family members are not doing those things, right? Because they always say, if you want to change the world, you want to change your community, you want to change your environment, it starts you changing yourself. And if you do that, that's contagious. And you don't have to tell anybody you're doing it, it's going to just happen. Like everyone else is going to want to do that. I believe I shared with you that my 16 and 20 year old daughters are the ones that really educated me when things got really, really bad and we came face on with what was happening in the communities and with racial injustice and in particular Black Lives Matter, I wanted to do more and I started to do more and it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for me. That's where I was coming from. I wasn't clear what to do and I didn't want to make a mistake or make things worse. And so I wasn't as risk-taking as I wanted to be. And my daughters actually kind of kicked my butt and said, mom, do something, give here, promote this, post this on social find your voice. What would you say to the listeners, Ashish, very specifically about one, two, three things you want them to take action on and do right now? The first thing is if you hear somebody say a racist, common racist joke, don't laugh at it and actually address it because being silent is being complicit. The second thing would be become well-read in this, right? I think like, if you don't know the history around um, racism, and I think you're not going to solve it, right? Because you don't understand it. And, and I think if you hear other people's stories, you'll realize it's not a thing of the past. It's stuff that happens to people every day that you're not realizing because you might be blessed to not have that experience. Um, and so that's that brings in empathy, right? And so, and then the last thing is, I know we're all sort of fired up right now, and we're afraid to say the wrong thing because everyone's kind of being shamed out of out of that. Um, I think if your intent is in the right place and you're asking questions and you're being curious the other people will respond well as long as it's coming from a place that's good, right? But I think the silence is worse because it shows you don't care. Absolutely. These are really important. We're going to include these tips and advice components in our show notes. We're also going to include links to all of your places for people to find more 
on educating themselves and therefore elevating themselves and amplifying their own voice and, you know, places to get t-shirts and gear so that we can all join the consciously unbiased movement. You have said consciously unbiased and you've branded Um, it and it really went viral. Did you expect that to happen? um, No, I didn't expect it to latch on the way it did. Um, I did think it would make people think when they saw that because it's an active word, but it's definitely a good surprise. I wanted to add one more thing. So in terms of terminology, just don't use extreme words, right? So if you say like, I never lie, you pretty much are telling people you're a liar because it's not possible, right? So if you say, I don't see color, that means you're not seeing them and that's not really helpful. I know you're doing it from a good place, but what it ultimately says is I don't either see you or I'm just hiding the feelings I have. Yeah, we're going to come back to that in the fact versus fiction lightning round. We're going to talk about never and always. So listeners, listen up. That's your cue. Open your ears, open your hearts, open your minds. And we're going to talk about your gut because Ashish really brought that up earlier too. And in our pre-show, Ashish and I, who go way back, we talked about EQ, emotional intelligence, IQ, you know, intelligence, obviously, which is more mind and E is more empathy and in your heart. We didn't really talk about gut. So I would love to talk about the soul level stuff for a couple minutes too. We'll do that a little bit later in this show. What has surprised you or encouraged you or bugged the crap out of you the most since launching this? Um, Surprising is the amount of adoption, but I think that it was bound to happen because traditionally the government was the moral fiber of the country and then businesses would stay away from like topics that were challenging, right? Um, Either left or right, whatever. But I think because of the way we're running right now, it's inspired and activated businesses they have to basically make a stand and if they don't then they're not gonna be around right so that's that's inspiring to me anything disappointing or like bothering you like wait why in the world would they say or do that yeah i mean there's still like their racism's there and we're trying to solve that but you're gonna have to go through your things right i we had a person who joined our company who's asian and it was his birthday when he joined us and he, we gave him a t-shirt and we put up a picture of him on linkedin and said welcome and somebody on linkedin wrote a really obnoxious racist thing about him right um, so that was disappointing, but the good part of that story is that the client that, or the company that he represented, which I think people don't realize is when you're posting on LinkedIn, you're representing your brand, the company you work for, right? Um, so they reached out to that person and asked them to have a discussion around this. And if they, if he wasn't willing to change like his thought process, they were going to exit him out of the business, out of the business. Right. And so I think that's like taking a stand. And I think it's important to do that now, which is, that was inspiring. That is inspiring. And it also really speaks to honor, right? We have to have honor. And if you're laughing at jokes or you're even uncomfortably laughing at something that's racially insensitive, you are part of the problem, my Settle Smarter listeners. And that is not settling smarter. Absolutely. I think when you laugh at racist jokes, you kind of, on some level, think part of it's true. Well, isn't that direct and radically candid? And that's what it takes for us to make the shift the shift dynamic is really, first of all, being aware. That's the conscious part of the conversation, isn't it? Absolutely. And the second part is if you really are passionate about making a change happen, um, and this isn't topical, think about what would you give up? Would you give up your seat at a restaurant? Or would you give up your ticket somewhere? Or would you give up your spot at a promotion? Or would you give up like your college admissions, if you're really going to be that, if if you're that convicted about it, then you know that you're really doing this for the right reasons. 
Yeah, what would you be willing to give up? So this is a good chance for producer Paul to play some music and for people to take the usual pause that we do on the show to make a commitment about what you'd be willing to give up. Here's the thing I'm going to give up. I have a partner that I work with and they give a little referral fee when you bring in new business. And it is a mostly white board. And it's really been bothering the woman that founded this board and myself or women were both white. So whatever referral comes in, I'm donating to campaign zero. So that's what I'm going to do. How about you? What I'm trying to do is not make us the center of attention and amplify other people's voices. Talk to us a little bit more about that. You're doing so much in social media and LinkedIn Live. Where do people find more about these conscious conversations that you've birthed? Mm, You can go on LinkedIn Live at the Consciously Unbiased LinkedIn page. If you go to the website, there's a a link for our podcast. And then Instagram has a bunch as well. And one of the things we've been doing is giving Black people access to our Instagram for the day to promote their their causes. That is great. And I've been referring some people to Ashish as well. If you're listening and you want to get involved, you want to be more active, you want to make the shift, be part of the solution. Otherwise, you're only part of the problem. Please get in touch with Ashish. I can tell you he operates with honor all the time, every day, and he is giving and giving way beyond his regular day job. And this was a moonshot that's now a realization. We could call it actually Um, his what's next and the legacy that he's going to leave for this planet. So before we go into fact versus fiction, I have one more, a little bit personal question for you. How have you shifted priorities in the wake of unprecedented change, you know, shelter in place in COVID, uh, financial crisis, pandemic, racial injustice? I mean, the world is a really hard place for those of us who are mindful in our hearts and in our souls wanting to be good human beings. What have you had to shift personally? Uh, it's a lot. I mean, I used to travel pretty much like six times a week or something. So that's pretty much done, which has caused me to save money, which is great. But then uh, I think because of the COVID stuff, we weren't able to like go out too much. So I didn't exercise as much. So I did gain a lot of weight. So then the last month and a half, I've made a conscious effort to watch what I take, watch what I eat, and then also make sure I exercise regularly. So important. We talk a lot about the well-being facet in the five facets of life and it's self-care time, me before we. And let's face it, when you're actually changing the way people think to be more conscious about the bias that they inherently have so that we can, and I'm going to quote you, um, find what we have in common because that's where the action happens. We have to start with commonality we have to take care of ourselves. If we're depleted, we can't give. Another guest said to me, you can't give what you don't got. And so I'm really glad you're taking care of yourself, especially someone that cares about you. So (laughs) thanks for sharing that. So we're going to give our listeners a little time to think about the thing they're willing to give up. I love that call to action. And it doesn't need to be big, by the way, listeners. It might be the smallest thing that you don't even believe will make an impact, 
But if hundreds and thousands of people and then millions of people across the world would do the one thing, we'd have an incredible impact, lasting change. Definitely. Yeah, that's the movement. So in the time we have left, I love to play fact versus fiction, as you know. So I want to start with something you said earlier. I, I said this was coming up. So Ashish, is it a fact or is it fiction that you can never or always your way through life? It's a fiction. Yeah, it really is. And if you're operating listeners believing I can never do this or always do that, you're in the extremes and we warn you about that. That's when you turn your life's gem of diamond back into carbon. And then you're probably not very conscious. What do you think, Ashish? Are they conscious if they're never or alwaysing themselves? No, they're missing out on opportunities. They're missing out on life experiences and they're probably doing themselves a disservice. Here's another one. Fact versus fiction. Being in your mind is enough when it comes to changing your bias. Fiction. How about being in your heart is enough when it comes to changing your own bias? Fiction. It's a complex one. Talk about the gut for a minute. Talk about the soul level stuff. If your gut tells you, like you said earlier, you kind of know what you want to do. Is it worth the risk to just do something even if you screw it up? 100% it's worth it, right? Because look, the way society moves forward is through learning and learning doesn't happen unless you make mistakes. And for our listeners that are concerned about doing the right thing and therefore not doing something, mm -hmm. how do they get started? What is the most micro habit, incremental thing they might do right now? I'd say actually just listen, honestly. You know, this is sage <laughs> advice. I, we talked about this in another podcast and it was sage advice from my former boss who has since passed away, retired colonel in the military. And he said, listen, with his Birmingham, Alabama accent, he said, listen, little angel, you got two ears, you got two eyes and you got one mouth. You know why God did that? I said, no, sir, because you called him, sir. He said, because you need to listen. And you need to watch way more than you talk. And that stuck with me. It's been with me, I don't know, nine, 10 years. And I would really encourage all of you to really open your ears, open your minds, open your eyes, open your hearts, open your soul. This is not an easy time. So do you have a favorite quote that you want to share? Biases are really a struggle between curiosity and fear of the unknown. And if you let curiosity win and you expose yourself to things or people that you may think are one way, and you'll actually realize they're not that much different than you. So we are seeking commonality. It's a place to start. You will find something in common with anyone else that you interact with if you stay curious. Did I get that right? Absolutely. So in honor of Consciously Unbiased and waking up, I have got to thank you for being on our show. No, thank you, it's been an honor. You're amazing. As are you. And we are going to include all kinds of links and ways to find you and get involved in the show notes. And we're going to do as much as we can here at Subtle Smarter because we're smart, but we may always be smarter. Subtle Smarter is produced by New Dog Media in association with Phoenix Fifth, who are solely responsible for the content. Check the show notes for links to our website, subtlesmarter.com. To find Dana Look Aramoto's latest book, Take the quiz, read more about today's guest, and to contact us with your response to the show or any questions or comments. 
And don't forget to subscribe to the Settle Smarter podcast and share the episode. Settle Smarter was recorded and edited by Paul Godwin, who also composed our theme music. Settle Smarter can be heard at Apple, Google, Spotify, and wherever you hear your podcasts. On behalf of Dana Look, Arimoto, and the whole Settle Smarter team, this is Paul Godwin saying, see you next time.